Hey guys, it's Tom. I just Before you guys give this episode a listen, I wanted to give you guys a little heads up. We had a little issue with Riley's mic that we're going to get fixed before next episode. If at any point me and him are having a conversation and you don't hear anything coming out of his part of the conversation, it's because his mic didn't pick it up. Um, just giving you guys a little heads up and we apologize about this issue and we are definitely going to get this fixed for next episode. So, uh, I really do hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. It was actually very fun, and we had some good conversation. guys and welcome to episode 7 of the MLS Aces podcast. This is your host Tom Sweezy. I'm having a great day. I'm in a great mood today and I'm happy to be here recording this podcast. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host Riley McManus. Riley, how you doing? I'm fantastic. I have had a busy morning, which has been great. I just did some stuff with the World Football News Network. I had a interview with Kelly Carter, the president of the Atlanta Outlaws or the American Outlaws Atlanta chapter. She was great. She was funny. She was everything I wanted interview to be. It was, it was just a great time. Well, being busy isn't always a bad thing, and, you know, doing work you enjoy, it's always fun, too. Yeah, and I was slightly late to this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. So, we're, we're, we're getting this done. So, um, we're just going to, since last week was a bit of a longer show, we're going to have a bit of a shorter show for you guys this week. Um... We're going to do Wait, the normal. Tom, you forget something? What am I forgetting? How's your weather? Oh, yeah, sorry. How's my weather? Um, I was supposed to have a uh, snowstorm two days ago, and that turned into an inch of snow that got washed away by the rain. So how's your weather? It's 80 degrees. I hate you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it is 80 degrees. Everything you want, always gonna be. Humidity, uh, humidity. But to the soccer. To the soccer. Now that we know it's eighty degrees in Louisiana, um, we're gonna have the typical we know that it's snowing. <laughs> we're gonna have the typical show for you guys today. We're gonna run down some of the important signings in the league, and then. Uh, talk about some of the important news that's happened over the past week. Um, so we're only really going to talk about two signings that you know we found important. The first signing is that Minnesota United have signed midfielder uh, Bashkim Kadri on a year-long loan from FC Copenhagen in Denmark's first division. Um, looking up some information about him, he is predominantly a left winger who can fall back into the left-back role, but I think he's probably going to be the, a left winger for Minnesota United. Um, he's 25 years old, and this will be the first time that he's playing professional soccer outside of Denmark. Um, the notable names in Minnesota's midfield now consists of Ibarra, Kadri, Molino, Saeed, Schuler, Johan Venegas, and Colin Warner. My first question for you, Riley, is who starts between all those guys? Like, do, Have you thought of a potential starting midfield? No, but I'm going to make one up. Let's do it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> of course, Kevin Molino has to be in there. I agree. Right? Yeah, Kevin Molino. And that's not even Orlando bias. I love Kevin Molino. Even when he was in the USL, 
I think he's their best he midfielder. Is a oh, definitely. He's a pacey running shooter who cuts in from time to time. He's a goal scorer. Not extremely great on defense, but you don't need him to be great on defense. Uh, uh, the formation yet. Uh, uh, Benegas is probably going to be. Uh, what was it, Kyle Warner? Yeah, Colin Warner. Colin Warner, excuse me. Uh, I think he has a shot. He has a shot to, to squeeze in there. Uh, uh, forgive me, I, I, it's been. Like I said, it's been a busy morning. So, uh, Ibarra. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's it's been I've been working for about two and a half hours now. So, uh, Ibarra. He's probably going to start. Uh, I don't know how many they're going to run in the midfield, but I imagine it's probably before. I don't. I, they're going to swap out because Minnesota. You play thirty-four games in the season. They're all going to swap out periodically. But the best four right now I see is. Abara, Molino, Jan Venegas, and Colin Moore. Um, I agree with you with some of them. Um, I think Molino's definitely their best midfielder and their starter. Um, I think Miguel Ibarra is probably number two around there, and he's definitely going to start. But I see, I see them running a five-man midfield, honestly, and I would probably go with Molino, Ibarra, Kadri, Schuler. And Warner, and I think Venegas and Saeed come off the bench and potentially start a few games. It's a very crowded midfield, and I think they're all going to get plenty of minutes. So it's just kind of figuring out what formation is Minnesota going to run and who's going to fill in those holes and work and gel together the best. Yeah, that's it's going to come with time because they, even though they're an expansion team. They had played in a NSL before, but a lot of these players are just not going over. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a little while to work and get, get the hang together. It's going to take a little while for this team to have an identity. But you're going to have that midfield, that crowd midfield. You're going to have Christian Ramirez up top, and that's – I was going to say solid, and I was going to say shaky, so I'm going to go somewhere in the middle. Like <laughs> Shalaki. Shalaki, I like it. Back Minnesota's going to be Shalaki. Shalaki back four. <laughs> Shalaki. Back four, then uh, question mark at the goalkeeper position. So it's Minnesota not keeping pace with Atlanta. We've mentioned that three weeks in a row. Atlanta, I think, is better. And plus, I just spent an hour and a half talking about Atlanta. So uh, no, need to keep pace. Um, just for a little background for the listeners out there, uh, Minnesota has played three preseason games so far, and. Uh, the notable players that I've seen in all three preseason games in the midfield have been Colin Warner, have been Miguel Ibarra, and uh, Molino, since coming over, has played like all the possible games he could have. So if, a little, you know, maybe peek into what uh, Adrian Heath is planning on going with in the regular season. Um, but you said that Minnesota's back line is going to be a little shaky, and I think their center back position is pretty... You know, I think you're pretty solid there, but I think when you look at the fullbacks, um, that's where you're looking at the shaky defense. Right now, I look at their roster and I only He's see. Solid. What'd you say? Like solid and shaky. Yeah. <laughs> Very shaky. 
I, right now I look at their roster and I really only see one left back and one right back, like true fullbacks, in uh, Justin Davis and Kevin Venegas, who were their uh, NASL starting fullbacks. What do you think this team does with that? Oh, I have no idea. And the the problem, the, the biggest number one problem for Minnesota, Minnesota United is who's going to play right back. Are they going to bring someone in? Are they going to, you know, play with the one they got? They need to sign slash trade slash do something at right back because that's their number one most vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. I 100% and agree with you there. It, I don't know who's on right now. I don't know who is um, available for a move right now at the right back position. I just haven't looked at it. Um, I mean, that's... When I look at this back line, I like I said, I think this back line going from left to right is going to be Justin Davis at left back, Francisco Calvo at center back, Vadim Demidov at the other center back, and then their uh, right back as Kevin Venegas. That's what I. Th- that's what I'm going to predict is going to be their starting line. But it comes out to depth. What happens if Venegas or Davis get a red card in a game, they're suspended for the next game, or let's say one of them gets injured? Then you're running very low on fullbacks, and you're looking at Jermaine Taylor, who's a 32-year-old center back who can play a little bit of right back to bump over. And you're looking at Brent Coleman, who was a backup NASL center back last season to bump over to left back. You're asking a lot from guys who don't have the experience to play and start in Major League Soccer. And I think that's that's kind of, it's going to be risky going throughout the season like that. So Minnesota United does seriously need to make a move. And the fun thing about this conversation is that we thought the U.S. the U.S. men's national team had a right back probably <laughs> two weeks ago. And now we get a problem with Minnesota. There's no water. There's no. I mean, I, that, I mean, that's the number one concern. You can throw someone out there. You can fake it for a couple games, but it's ultimately going to come and burn. So what I got from that is that Minnesota United should trade for Graham Zusi to play right back. Yes. Okay. Yes, perfect. Perfect. I mean, would it be a would it be a terrible decision? Honestly, no, but. But <laughs> my thing is, who wants to go to Minnesota right now? It is cold. I mean, it is. I imagine it's probably snowing because that's what happens in Minnesota. It's snowing, it's cold, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, but there's a lot of excitement around the team, and I mean, I'm excited about Minnesota to be completely honest. Yeah, the team's great, but the climate is just. Yeah. I mean, I guess Kansas City's a little bit better than. But if they want to make the trade, make the trade. That's fine. I would be one hundred percent okay with it. Official official rumors right now. Yeah, we 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 spread rumors. That's what we do. (laughs) Breaking breaking news. Rumors. (laughs) Graham Zusi traded to Minnesota United. (laughs) Market. Moving on to the second uh, important signing. Um, Real Salt Lake has signed uh, attacking midfielder Brooks Lennon on a one-year loan from Liverpool FC in uh, the EPL. 
um, Lennon is 19 years old. He um, re- he played in RSL's academy before moving to Liverpool, and I think right now he's playing with the uh, U.S. men's national team U20s. Um, in two th- between 2014 and 2015 with RSL's U18s, he scored 31 goals, which is absolutely ridiculous. And from reports that I've been reading, he had been training with the uh, with RSL in Arizona a, f- a few weeks before his actual signing was released. So I'm sure the deal was in place for a long time. It was just kind of um, finishing up some of like the small details of the contract. Um, so with RSL making a signing for a young American and a young, exciting American, who do you think starts between Brooks Lennon, Chad Barrett, Joeo Plata and Yura Mavsivsian. I'm going to answer this question with a question. Brooks Lennon, for those that don't know, I want you to answer this one for me. Is he a true forward or is he a Nicolas Sidero Kaka type? Um, I, from what I've been looking at, I think he's an in between kind of thing. Like, I think he's like more, nine, I think like he's like a center forward. Like, he's not like a, Okay. Like he reminds me of like an old Landon Donovan, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. It's not like a, it's not it, to the extreme of Clint Dempsey where he's gonna drop back play midfield. No, I don't think. I mean, at least I could. don't think so. He, I think he could, but I don't think he's gonna do that. Like early Clint Dempsey. Yes. With the with the U.S. Not not now. Yeah, no, n- not now. He's matured in this game a little bit. Okay, so back to your question. I think it's gonna be a front three. Uh, now, three starters, four guys. I think um, Barrett will not be in the starting. Yeah, I think I, he's the odd man. I think man he out. will. I think I think Barrett's the odd man out, but he's definitely gonna get some sub minutes. Like a lot of sub minutes. Because we all saw, like, um, I know the predictions are in two weeks. But I don't think we all saw it's going to be good, that good this year. So they're probably going to need some late game magic to build on some situations. So that's mine. That's, that's my opinion. What, what's yours? Um, I mean, I agree with you. I think I see a start, uh, a, f- a front three. <clears throat> um I think Chad Barrett is the odd man out. I think he's going to come on for late minutes. I was watching RSL's preseason game a few days ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, and Barrett looked impressive. Like, he was creating some chances, but he couldn't find the back of the net. And he had some pretty wide-open shots that I would expect a veteran MLS player to put away, and he didn't. And I understand it's the preseason still, so I'll give him some slack there. But I do think he's the odd man out. Um, I could see a front three with... Lennon playing in the middle, Plata and Mavsissian a little bit out wide. Not really as, like, wingers, but because I don't think Mavsissian's an actual winger. But I think it's going to take some – it's going to take some adjusting from RSL to see where these guys can fit in and where these guys can play. Um, I think Brooks Lennon is going to play because there's no point of signing him on a one-year loan from Liverpool if he's just not going to play. Um so I, that's the point we had a couple weeks ago with uh, Anton Walks. It, it's the same exact thing. He's gonna play if he's coming over from a major league because they want him to get minutes somewhere where the competition's a little bit easier. 
<clears throat> so yeah. I think it's going to be a front three with Plata, Lennon, and Mavsissian. If it's a start, if it's a front two, maybe Lennon drops down into an attacking midfielder role. I'm not sure. So you're telling me, based off what you just said, you're telling me the MLS is not as good as EPL. Ah, uh, sorry, I'm gonna have to break that news to you, there, buddy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I wish it was you're just as me, good, but it's not. You're, you're telling me the Sounders and Chelsea wouldn't be a good game. It'd be interesting. It wouldn't be a good game, but it would be interesting to be, watch. It, <laughs> <laughs> so you take the Chicago Fire whole city. <laughs> Ooh, uh, it's gonna be a blowout by whole city, but I would love to watch. It's like a, uh, it'd be like a car crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to the last signing that is not on the notes, but I wanted to surprise you with. Demarcus Beasley has re-signed with okay, the Houston thanks. Dynamo. Um, I wanted to bring this up uh, because you are a huge Demarcus Beasley fan. Bees, love little bees. Tricky Beasley. <laughs> um, he, he adds a. De- definitely a veteran MLS presence to left back with the Dynamo. Uh, most likely he's going to be their starting left back if he can be healthy, along with uh, AJ De La Garza at their right back. Their recent ML- uh, off-season signing of Adolfo Machado, and the other center back would probably be Leonardo, who they got from the LA Galaxy. So I think the Dynamo definitely improved themselves this off-season, and with the signing of Demarcus Beasley, everyone can be happy. I love how he said ads. Like, he hasn't been there. Yeah, like he had the MLS veteran presence. Like, he's been there for what? No, I know. <laughs> he's been there for years now. He's been there for years, but he's been hurt for the past, like, two years because the guy's 34 trying to play left back, and he's still one of the best left backs in the league. Go fast. Man, Beasley's <laughs> So, let's move on to some of the news. Um, do you want to take the Freddie Adu news? Um, yes. Portland Timbers. Okay, so they they bring in Freddie Adu. And we mentioned this last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. We mentioned this last week that Freddie Adu, hey, he has a trialist with the Portland Timbers, and he is a football manager hero. So I kind of wanted to make it, but he didn't. And so what? I heard on the Goldmouth podcast this week is the Timbers paid Freddie Adu. He came on two preseason games, didn't make an immediate impact, and he didn't seem special, and he didn't, I mean, he didn't really do anything. He was just kind of out there. So the executive decision from the Portland Timbers front office is like, we don't, we're not paying this guy, so let's not make him be here. We're not going to pay him any money, so let's not get his hopes up. So just let him go. Exactly. It, it's sad. And Freddie Adu, we thought we all thought that dude was going to make it, right? We all thought that was going to happen. It's the biggest bust in MLS Super Draft history. And I hate to say it because he's still 27. Hey, he's, still he's still in his prime, technically. Well, as good as your prime can get when you're Freddie Adu. Yes. But, I mean, can he go down to, like, USL? Or I know he just played with Sanfe Rowdy, but can he go that route? Because I really don't want to see this dude not play soccer. Um, from what I've been reading about it, like you said, Freddie Adu didn't make any real impact with the Timber in their two uh, the Timbers in their two preseason games. 
from what I've been reading from statements from him, he wants to play at the highest league in the country. So I think for him, yeah, it's sure. it's MLS or bust type of thing. And if he's not going to make it in MLS, then maybe he goes over to China because I'm sure they'll, they'll know the name over there and I'm sure he'll sell jerseys and I'm sure he'll play. You know what I mean? So I'm sure they'll pay him 70 freaking million dollars. <laughs> he'll get paid $700 million. Because that's for, what China does. For a two-game trial. Freddie Adu. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, China, I mean, it's, it's absurd how much China money there is. Yes, but they also said they're going to start cutting back on it because they understand that the league isn't going to be successful if they keep doing this. Yeah, but they also paid, like, Carlos, Carlos Tevez. Take this in. Carlos Tevez is the world's highest paid player. Not not Lionel Messi. We live in a world where Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo exist together. And they're only a year apart. But Carlos Tevez is the highest paid player in the world. No, this is I... absolutely ridiculous. And it's just like it's, China. I, I I I don't hate China, but I kind of hate China <laughs> for that reason. Because I'm never gonna watch the league. No, you it, ever. you're never gonna watch the league. But I mean, they're gonna get a TV contract soon because if they start signing all these big name players, then they'll be on TV. Yeah, they want that Wayne Rooney, uh, Sebastian Javinko. They offer. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Nevertheless, we're getting away from Major League Soccer. Okay, back to so, Major League Soccer. <laughs> Ready to do. He, he's bad. He's not going to make it with the Timbers. He might not make it anywhere else. I mean, if he really wants to play in the league, he can go play right back for uh, Minnesota. <laughs> he, he can be the starting you, right back you, for Minnesota. If you really want to do. I mean, why not? Grand Zussi, number one what option. Freddie Adu, number two option. Yeah. Grand Zussi slash Freddie Adu. It's, it's, man, they got high aspirations. <laughs> Let's move on to some other uh, U.S. soccer news. Um, This is some sad news. Friend to both of us and friend to the show, Joshua Yaro, is out three to four months due to a uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, Yara will miss around half the season, and his rec- and the recent signing of Aguchi Onyewu will most likely be his replacement at the center back position for the Union. Um, there isn't really much to talk about here. It's just kind of a get well soon, Josh. Uh, you've definitely helped me out. I know I know you've helped Riley out, and just we can't wait to see you back on the field. Yeah, and no, I'll Josh Joshua Yaro is probably one of the most interesting people I've had the conversation I've had a conversation with because his the way he go about things and the way he values his education and his you know his family his life he's not he's not a soccer player he's a he's a person yeah like he doesn't he he doesn't get wrapped up in his self-identity being a professional soccer player he has other aspirations and other priorities Mm -hmm. he cares about his family his education uh when he was at Georgetown uh, I heard stories about him going to bed at eight o'clock at night to just to get up, and go to practice in the morning. Like this dude, dedicated commitment. The, uh, the I hear from the perfect teammate from a great standpoint. Uh, Josh, love you, brother. Hope you get well. And um, yeah, there's really not much to say after that. Um, now this. 
the second piece of news that I want to talk about, which is some good news, is that uh, former U.S. men's national team player Eric Wijnaldum has become the head coach of the United Premier League soccer team, LA Wolves FC. Um, I think the UPSL, that's the league, uh, I think it's the fourth division of soccer in America. But There's like, there's like 54th division. <laughs> I think well, they're, one, just, they're, like, they're one of yeah, them. Yeah, it's Yeah. They're one of them that's uh, they're, they're in contention for the U.S. Open Cup. I know that because I know they are playing U.S. Open Cup games soon for their few first rounds because they have to play a bunch of play-in games. Um, but nevertheless, it's still a awesome achievement from Eric, and uh, he is one of my supporters on Twitter, and he's one of my supporters of the show. And I just wanted to say congrats to him because that's an awesome job. He's one of your supporters. He makes my, one of my supporters. <laughs> Congratulations if you're listening, which I imagine you are. Everybody listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, congratula- congratulations, dude. Apparently, you and Tom, you, you and Tom have a better relationship than I do. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it probably means a little bit more coming from him than for me, and that's that's fine. It's okay. You'll you'll be there with them soon. Yeah. Um, the- okay. So, uh, yeah, you got it. What else? Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to bring you want to bring it to the next topic? Yeah. The fun thing about Major League Soccer is that we have new jerseys a lot. Kit drops went down this week, and we both had emails of show notes up, and mine's not working currently. Here we go. We have pictures of the newest MLS kits. Um. With the exclusion of SKC, which SKC will get to in a second because I have a moral objection to SKC in their jerseys. But out of the out of the kits, and I probably won't be too out of line if we say we'll tweet these out after the show. You know, definitely. Okay. So the Chicago Fire released a secondary kit. It is great. And the fun, the fun thing about these, and MLS is doing this this year, it has a solid ring around with the armhole, like the bottom of the armhole right underneath the MLS patch, which is cool. I like that. It adds a little, adds a little character, adds a little, you know, aesthetic. It's aesthetically pleasing. And on the uh, uh, on the arm ring, there's the number, there's stars for each amount of championships they've won. Yes. It's it's a nice sentiment. History kind of stuff right there. And I always appreciate the history. Uh, yeah, but that's just a secondary kit. It's, it's pretty gray. It's basic gray and um, navy outline. It has some red stripes across the front with Valspar, their sponsor. Uh, Houston released a new home primary kit. Is as you might have imagined, orange. Shocking. With the motto, Forever Orange. I mean, big twist in Houston this week on their jersey colors. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, not going to sit. I'm not going to stare and describe every jersey because we're going to tweet this out. But so far, because I know we're not done. There, there has to be more jerseys coming out. Because Atlanta only has one jersey. Which kit is your favorite 
I'm going to ask this twice. Among the new ones and overall in MLS. Ooh, ooh, okay. Throwing a twist in there. Um, For the new jerseys, like looking at the ones we have in front of me, I love the LA Galaxy jerseys. I, it's the, the all blue. I don't know. I don't know why it's just been catching my eye every time I scroll past it. Um, there's plenty of nice ones out of the new ones, but that this new all blue jerseys. I think it's their uh, secondary kit. I, it's very interesting to me. Yes. It might be on the uh, shopping list soon. Um, and overall, ooh, that's um, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, my NYCFC. Like their new one? No, I'm just overall. I like their jerseys in general. Like, like the, the tip. Oh, okay. Like, like I maybe I just like the Man City kind of look to it. I don't know. Well, they are Man City type of. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying. They, like, they do have affiliation. <laughs> I, I like I the you, Man City look to it. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, so I would like to to have a second to speak my mind because that's what this is for go right ahead my i'm stuck in between two of my favorite kits on the new list the philadelphia union have released a secondary kit and i use joshua yarrow as their spokes model sure we'll go with that they he, he modeled the kit <laughs> sounds good it is black it is the, the crest is black and white uh, it's navy on the sides with the, you know, with the patch. It is a good-looking kit. But I think it fails in comparison to the new Portland Timbers kit. 100%. Which is gold lettering. Gold lettering. The, um, the axe is now gold. The star above it is, uh, been a little bit remodeled. Portland uh, so far. Right now, Portland has won the kit contest. Um, I think Portland's is very nice. Um, I like I was going between Portland, Philadelphia, and LA. I don't know why LA's jersey keeps drawing me back, but Portland's is so nice. I love the unions, and even the Montreal Impact's new jersey is really nice. And like Riley said, we're gonna tweet all these out after the show. And I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you've seen, like, the leaks to all of these jerseys and stuff. So I'm sure you've seen them. But we're going to tweet them out just for you guys to see after. My favorite kit. I've got my favorite overall kit in MLS. I like Atlantis a lot. I think that's up there. Um, You know, thinking around the league, I like Houston's black. Houston. Black with the orange is very, very nice. And aren't they bringing that back again this year? I think so. Yes, they're doing that. Yeah, like that was great. Uh, FC Dallas and they're, they're white with blue stripes. That's pretty nice. I, I don't know. Why can't we just enjoy it? We can just enjoy every kit. No, except I, for Montreal's away. <laughs> I, I enjoy, I think most of the jerseys in Major League Soccer are pretty nice. There's only a few that I say I really just don't like, like Vancouver's I'm not crazy about. But I just, 
just just like this it's a fun little conversation and just enjoy the new jersey drops and if you like a player on that team go support that player and get their jersey yeah like the josh, like i'm about to get a josh Triaro in the secondary kit oh i'm right behind you on that list yeah and like i, I like it i think mls is probably the best jersey in the world like as a collectively as a league like we're better than Watford's jerseys. <laughs> like, like Watford's jerseys are just awful. Um, but I I do think MLS has the best purple jersey in the world with Orlando City. Oh my goodness, we own the color purple. I love it. I love like it. Like us and Prince. Us and Prince share the color purple. R.I.P. Okay. <laughs> um, moving um, on to the okay, final. I, I do. Or do you want to say I do have else? one more thing. I, I still have two more things. Oh, okay, no problem. One, I have a moral, I have a moral objection to SKC's new kit. I think it's, it's, it might possibly, possibly be the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> wow. One, because it's way too light, it's way too light blue, and it's too New York City FC esque. I don't think I've seen their new jersey. It's, 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 it's too close. I'll, I'll send you the picture. It's awful. Is disgusting. Is everything you hate about like sports? I'm a, wow, Avenger. that is awful. Like I, I hate the jerseys, and that's not even me. That's not even the bias against SKC because I don't like SKC. But the jersey, like if it, Orlando tried it out there, I would, I would throw up in my mouth. No, that's ugly. I'm looking. Like I just it, looked yeah, it up you, right you now. It up? Yeah, I just pulled it up right now. God, it's ugly. awful. It's just terrible, and it's they're trying to be like New York City, and it's bad. Why is it like a button down with a collar? I don't know. It's terrible. That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it's just terrible. There's no other words. Like it's it's indescribably awful. Wow. Okay. I, I you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that needed to be talked about. And the other thing I have a I have, you know objection to is the triangles on Vancouver's new away kit. Right. I wanted to say something. About I don't even that know. It's disgusting. Like, like what what are you doing? Understand you're trying to be different. Understand it might be you know the kids might like it, but I just that's awful. It looks like they're polka dots from a distance. From a distance, it, it looks, looks like, like polka dots. Po- it looks like it's light blue polka dots on your jersey. That's I, never a good thing. You like that, that cannot be menacing. I do have to give them maybe since they're the white caps, they're looking for like little triangles for like mountains. I don't know. But it doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't like, make I'm it just better. I'm just saying. I'll, I'll give them maybe a little benefit of the doubt. That's what they were going for. Oh, it's just bad. <laughs> Nevertheless, they're probably not going to wear those every game. I don't even know if this is their home kit. Or their away kit. Because Vancouver is weird about their white. Because most not, teams wear a colored kit and white on the road. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm done talking. <laughs> okay. What, what else you got? Um, we're going to go into the final uh, topic we're going to talk about before we close out the show. Um, Riley and I were discussing a way of getting fans involved into the show. And we wanted to throw out the idea of an MLS Aces Fantasy League. Um, ma- like a Major League Soccer Fantasy League. Extravaganza, oh, I like that. Major League Soccer, um, Extravaganza, Fantasy League. 
Um, it's just going to be a league strictly of MLS players, and right now the rules we're going to have it not like a typical like MajorLeagueSoccer.com fantasy league with a salary cap and everyone can buy like you know you you buy players. The same players. Yes, we want to have it. Everyone has their own separate team, kind of like a typical. Uh, U.S. football or major uh, major league baseball fantasy league where you draft players and you uh, play the league that way. Um, we're not like gonna a literal draft. Yeah, a literal actual draft, and we're not gonna set anything in stone because we need to see who's interested and how many people are interested. So if you are interested, um, you can message us on Twitter, you can email us at themlsace5 at gmail.com um, you can do any of that and just we need to see we kind of need to gauge some interest before we actually go through with any of this and if we do get enough interest we'll probably run a separate podcast just um, not like a whole other podcast but like an, a separate episode describing you know teams breakdowns and we'll like just look at it a little bit for a little fun um, it's just a way of we want to interact with you guys who listen to us on an every on an every week basis. Um, anything else you want to say about the league, no, rather? If, if, if you listen to us on an everyday basis, thank you. <laughs> if you do listen to us, our once a week podcast on an everyday basis, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Because I saw I saw where you're going with that, and you fixed yourself right before you got there. Yeah. Thank but you. But if you listen to us every day, that's uh, for one, that's great to hear my voice like what like seven times a week like i hear my voice seven times a week and it's i i'll stop thinking it was great about two years ago i hate my voice seven days so, a week <laughs> uh but yeah if if you listen to us like that that's cool but if you want to get involved in this please like you dm me on twitter you can dm the the uh twitter account MLS Aces, at MLS Aces, uh, email, you know, anything anything you can do to get involved, anything you can do to contact us, please do so, so we can get this going. And on that note, um, we're going to wrap up the show. I want to thank you guys for listening, and Riley, I want to thank you for joining me once again. Um, anything yeah. else you want to say? Well, since we've been doing this podcast, uh, start around kickoff. About 30 minutes now. My beloved Tottenham Hotspur is going down to no Liverpool, who haven't won a game since December. So yeah. that's fun. That, that's that's okay. <laughs> I think, like it's the most Spursy thing ever. <laughs> the most Spur- you know what? The most Spursy thing ever. I don't relate to the Tottenham Hotspurs. I relate to the San Antonio Spurs. So that's that's fair. Switching up okay. sports and leagues well, in this podcast. And that, uh, that's totally fine. We can have <laughs> references. We can have references. All right, well, I am Riley McManus. The other guy you heard is Tom Sweezy. And I feel out of place in this. So why don't you wrap it up? All right. I am Tom Sweezy. The other guy you heard is Riley McManus. <laughs> and I want you guys to have a great day.